And now, our feature presentation. Hello everybody, everybody and, and welcome, welcome to another episode of the Cinema Shot Podcast. We are the instruments of your destructions. We are! Whoa, what the fuck just happened? Oh man, that was a weird experience. Um, It was pretty cool though. Was, were you inside of me? I guess uh, don't someone's do fu- fan don't, fiction finally came true. Don't do fusion um, with don't don't fuse without consent, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's time for another episode of Cinema Shot. We're ending the we're so we're near the end of these Dragon Ball move Dragon Ball Z movies. Uh, so let's before I, I I guess I already introduced him, uh, but my fusion partner because there is no better term for this week. Uh, Tyler, Tyler, welcome, buddy. I feel like that we're gonna go straight to hell today. And it's full of yes. jelly beans for some reason. For some fucking reason, I got hungry for jelly beans. Um, <laughs> but let's let's break it down before we break it down. This is directed by uh, Shigeyasu Yamauchi with a screenplay by Taoko Koyama. Uh, this was uh, released March 4th, 1995 with a runtime 52 minutes. Starring Sean Schemmel as, uh, and, uh, as, uh, Sean Schemmel as Goku and uh, Gogeta. Kyle Heber as Gohan. Uh, Kara Edwards as Gotenks and Goten, of course. Uh, Vegeta, Christopher Arsabat as Vegeta, such uh, Vegeta and Gogeta. That's hard to say. Go, uh, Laura Bailey as Trunks and Gotenks, of course, because of the, the 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 link voices. Kara Edwards as Videl. Kai Henry Haber, I guess, is his brother. Um, uh, wait, why is it? I guess it has. To be, is it a different person? No, it's not. Why is it listed differently? Okay. Um, Tiffany Vollmer as Bulma, Cynthia Krantz as Chi-Chi, Linda Young as Frieza, Chris Sabat as Shenron, Chris Rager as both Mr. Satan and King Yemma, Sean Shemel as King Kai, uh, Dartanian Nickelback, that's a name, as South Kai, Kyle Haber as West Kai, Stephanie Donnelly as East Kai, Evan Jones as Grand Kai, the ever-grooving Grand Kai, Nymphrona as a Psyche Demon, Christopher Bevins as the dictator. We'll talk about that later. Oh, boy. C.T. Anger as the announcer. Uh, Janemba pre-transformation is Jim Ferranda. Wow, that's very, very close. And Kent Williams is the post-transformation. And our narrator is Kyle Haver. So, this movie. This, this movie, Fusion Reborn. Um, Tyler, uh, what is your nostalgia for this one? Oh boy, I have a really fun story about this one. So I've mentioned time and again uh, the website that I religiously visited uh, during my youth, back when all of Dragon Ball Z hadn't been translated yet. And um, I was stumbling around the webpage one day, and I see screenshots for uh, for something that I hadn't seen in the anime up to that point. Uh, a shot of uh, Vegeta and Goku in the... Uh, in the hell spike pit, uh, trying to escape this devil monster. Now I'm thinking, wow, that seems uh, that seems really different and hardcore. Uh, what what episode is that going to be? Uh, and that's also the movie where I learned that Gogeta makes his appearance. Uh, and we already knew about Vegito at this point from the Boo Saga, and we'll we'll talk about that later on. But right. Um, as for the movie proper, uh, I didn't get to, I actually did experience it when the DVD dropped in 2005, and, uh, my exposure to, uh, Gogeta and Janemba proper as characters was, again, from Budokai 3 in the Tenkaichi games, and, uh, yeah, 
Uh, it's all set in stone from there. I love this movie, just to jump ahead. No, I, I, <laughs> um, I, I figured you would say that. Um, so for me, oddly enough, it was not with the DVD or anything, but obviously this film came out in 1995, and we talked about how like stuff would come over from Japan that was not necessarily going to be shown for a long time in the U.S., even at the height of Dragon Ball Z's popularity, they say, like, 299. Yeah. Uh, 90, you know, 98, 99. Uh, I had a toy of Janemba. Uh, wow. Of it. Didn't, didn't know he was Janemba, but I remember... Um, First or uh, second in, form? It, it was the second form. Um, okay. It was distinctly the second form. Um, and I was like, ooh, who is this Dragon Ball Z character? It's, he's never shown up, and, like... And that's what kind of when, like, my friend opened up, like, oh, dude, Dragon Ball Z's been doing in Japan. Like, we're just getting him in English for the first time. I'm like, that's crazy. Which, by the way, that doesn't really happen anymore, which is crazy. I think that's how it used to be, where, like, we had to wait years to get shit. Um, yeah, it was the Wild and... West when it came to anime for us. Oh, yeah. So then, uh, right when the Cell shit started happening in Dragon Ball Z, and, you know, like, all, you hear reports about, in the show... Like, how people are mysteriously disappearing, and it's this monster causing it, and I remember I looked at my Janemba figure, I'm like, oh my god, is that you? Are you good? And I told my friends, like, guys, look, this is the thing that's gonna show up. It's, I don't know what it's called, because I don't even remember if it came in a box or anything. Um, in fact, if anything, you might have bought it in Mexico. That's probably where we got it yeah, from. Yeah, that sounds you know, right. So, um, but, like, I remember thinking, and I never even thought at the time, and we'll talk about Janemba's design for sure, uh, as you get on, but like this guy looks sick. Holy crap! Um, so uh, and then when it wasn't, and I'm like, then where the fuck is this guy? And and to to this up until today, I had not seen um this character uh, in this movie. I'd never seen this movie, so I've always been curious. Um, so without short of a doubt, let's go to break down the story, and it's actually probably one of the more enjoyable ones I think we've had in a while. Oh, Definitely yeah. for the past two. So I actually thought it was like kind of recapping the events of the other world martial arts tournament, where if you don't remember Goku when Goku first died against died against Cell, who sacrificed yeah. his life. He died against um, Cell, and uh, he was able to keep his body because he was a goody good boy the entire time. And uh, he competed in the other world tournament, where he competed against other dead fighters from uh, the other uh, galaxies, uh, where he represented okay. the North. And uh, other, one of the big quadrants. players he fought against in that tournament was a dude named PyCon, who I believe is from the West Galaxy, if I recall correctly. And I'm if, I sure wrong, if I recall correctly, I believe that match ended in a tie. But in this movie, they say that Goku won that fight. So I don't know. It's kind of mm, odd. Yeah. So, and I actually thought it was like recapping that fight. Uh, like, you know, are we getting? Is this like just a like? No, it's just like a second tournament that they're holding. Yeah. Um, uh, if we're uh, going into continuity for a second here, um, where this movie would take place would be if Ultimate Gohan actually defeated Super Buu. Because at this point, Goten and Trunks know the fusion technique. Vegeta and Goku are both dead, and uh, that's pretty much how, that's pretty much the lead in for the events of this movie. If we're gonna go by that logic. Yeah, and so, and basically we get, like, Otherworld, and you we saw Otherworld all the way back at the beginning of Dragon Ball Z when Goku first died um, against his fight against uh, Raditz, where he sacrificed, God, 
sacrifices himself. Yep. And that's where time. we learn about King Yemma, who really only gets uh, sort of an explanation in his first appearance. But we actually get a bit more lore in this movie. Um, and so basically, you know, everybody's kind of like, you go to heaven, you go to hell, you go to heaven, you go to hell, that kind of thing. And in that, there is an Oni, um, who I guess it's, it's one of, uh, Pike, not Pycon, King Yemma's, like, work people. Um, he's wearing, uh, a Walkman, so, um, uh, he's, he doesn't, he's unaware of what's going on around him. Um, and he gets basically, um, He gets scolded by, by his, uh, manager, and, um. Yeah. Basically, uh, his job is to watch over the uh, the bad energy collected from uh, dead souls because when people die, their souls have to be cleansed in order to go into the afterlife. And the bad energy is collected in this big mechanized machine. And then that goes haywire and mutates the hapless worker that just happened to be slacking off at that point and turns into yeah. a monster that distorts time and space. Yeah, somehow. And it's this big... It actually really reminded me of Majin Buu. I think that's the um, whole if, point, actually. Because this, yeah, this movie is right off the heels of the Buu saga. And you can see that um, Fat Janemba is pretty much Fat Buu, it, albeit a bit dumber. And his second transformation is pretty much just Kid Buu, except he's Satan. Yeah, pretty much. So, And this pretty much breaks, as we're told, breaks the... The, uh, by Shenron later on, the the dimensions, the barriers between dimensions are basically weakened, which allows the dead to come home. So, like, there is an instance where a family is grieving at a grave, and there's this, their grandpa. It's like, oh, I'm here. I I don't feel like I'm dead, but I'm here, and all these sorts of things. And like, people are the, basically the dead are rising. There's even zombies. Like, they act like zombies. So that was pretty cute. And then the most the weirdest thing of them all happens, and like, like. Okay, you get people coming back, and then for some reason, they decide, "Hey, you know what this movie needs? We need an we need an Adolf Hitler, Adolf Hitler um, lookalike in this movie. They never call he's never called Hitler, but he has the mustache. Oh, he gosh. has the army. He's constantly going Sieg Heil. He's schnell, schnell. He's speaking with a German. Like I don't know how it is in Japanese. I've never I didn't watch the Japanese version, but even if you like, you, like design-wise, it's Hitler. It's Adolf Hitler. So Adolf yeah. Hitler is running This is pretty much the most tasteless part of the movie, in all honesty. So tasteless, it's just in fact, weird. that in the German yeah. version, those scenes are completely cut. Oh, that runtime must be... You should have watched that part. <laughs> so everything's going crazy. Um, uh, and bef- But luckily before that, Goten, Trunks, and Videl and Gohan are all having lunch at, Videl, at, at Chi-Chi's house. Poor Chi-Chi having to constantly uh, do those dishes. Those motions in those dishes. Um, if Goku was and, there, uh, it, the, the workload would have definitely tripled. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, like, that's probably the one thing she says. Well, at least Goku's not here, so I don't have to worry about cleaning another plate. Uh, but they get a call that shit's going crazy. Um, so uh, that leads to then going to the go into action. Um uh, I, I I was I was hoping we would have seen Videl in her uh, Super Saiyan woman armor. We'll see that next costume. time, actually. Next, cool, awesome. That's awesome. Uh, but she's not, and of course we get we do get to see the Great Saiyan man. Uh, you know, Gohan's considered the Those hero. Those are relationship of these. goals right there. Videl pretty much praises Gohan for doing his dumb poses. Yeah, he's great. Uh, it's great. Um, and so everything they're kind of holding everything back, like you know, they're zombies, so they can easily repel. And then fucking Frieza. 
shows up out of nowhere. I legit um, forgot Frieza was in this movie. Yeah, he doesn't, or that, he, I'm gonna just say he, he doesn't do anything though, it's just more of like, cause the, the focus it's is, just, it's, it's got a cool little cameo, cause we haven't yeah, seen Frieza in a while. And it's Linda Young, Frieza, which is always, it's always, which is always cool. Um, you know, so like I'm assuming they had their own little movie. They fought each other, which would have been cool to see, but we don't. They're not the focus. So you have that storyline going on on the one side. On the other side, um, Goku Kinkai basically tells Goku about like, hey, something's going on. You need to go check it out. And him and Pycon, they send him and Pycon to go check it out. And they go to the to the checkout point where people get checked in for the North Galaxy. And that's where we run into Janemba, who is this big, like, just says his name, Janemba, Janemba, Janemba. Janemba, Exactly. Um, and this is this proceeds to, um, you know, it going kind of crazy. There is, like, giant jelly beans everywhere, and somehow Janemba is, is like, just destroying uh, time and space. Um, and King Yemma is... Um, yeah, he's, he's trapped, trapped in, in the check-in station because of the stupid barrier that is apparently weak to insults for some reason. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that later. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, they break off. It's like you rescue King Genema, uh, Genma, uh, uh, Genma, um, King Yemma. You rescue King Genema. I'm combining their names. You rescue you, uh, King Yemma. I'll go handle this. It's like what Pycon is mostly doing. Like what in this movie? And it's a pairing off, and unfortunately, as um, things start out, it gets worse, and it becomes basically a, a, like a fight for the universe, um, where Janemba is, is this kitty form, and in mid transformation, mid mid fight, transforms into the this basically looking like the devil, like like this evil thing, very something out of early Dragon Ball with his design. Yeah, um, it's almost as if the animators. Um... Saw wasted potential in Deborah from uh, the Boo Saga and figured, yeah, let's make him a main villain this time. Exactly, um, and so this leads into uh, Vegeta somehow getting his body back. Because remember, yeah, Vegeta yes died a heroic death, but motherfucker killed. But he was a lot still an asshole uh, at that yeah. point. He was completely no, irredeemable mean, uh, by his arc in the Boo Saga, even yeah, though he, uh, fucking... he made a selfless sacrifice in his death. He still killed a bunch of people back in his heyday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, not to mention, like you said, when he was Majin Vegeta, blew up the stands of people in front of his wife and kid, by the way. Um, way to go, Vegeta. He let your pride get the best of you, buddy. Yep. Um, he did that willingly. That's the fucked up thing apart oh, about yeah. that. Uh, so Vegeta is somehow back and it basically become, and, and there you go. There's a, that's, the, that's the story. Uh, let's talk, let's talk about individual stuff. Let's talk about the, the tone overall. As serious as this movie is, it's remarkably lighthearted. Oh yeah, uh, it definitely has shades of OG Dragon Ball when it comes to its humor, especially when we see the dead rising from the grave. There are several scenes of, uh, some ghosts popping out, and there are some legit funny moments. Uh, actually one of the funnier moments, uh, in this movie is the scene where, Goten and Trunks are getting one of the Dragon Balls from a golf ball hole, and Goten just gets clonked in the head by a rogue ball, and he just stuffs it in, uh, into the hole as revenge. And then it cuts to an old man lamenting, Oh, I finally got a hole in one after all these years! It's like, that's some OG Dragon Ball shit right there. I love that. 
Yeah, it, it's it's great. Even like the whole sequence of Jin- with Goku's trying to quote unquote fight Janimba or chase him down, and like it feels like you're like if it really reminded me of from the Dead Zone when Gohan drank the tea and it, all of a sudden it turns super psychedelic. It really reminded me like all like there's you have the jelly beans in the background and like the and like they're just with the way they're spiraling. It, it's just it's really mesmerizing. It gives it a different look. I actually thought I remember seeing like maybe a still of this movie. I thought they were on some kind of alien planet. Like no, they're just in other world. Uh, yeah, they're really in hell cool. at this point. Um, so um, I I thought it was um, I thought I thought it was a, a cool set set piece. And even like the Hitler shit, which is tasteless. Like it's done very cartoonishly, which yeah. is like okay. Um, like it, it gives it, Ghost and a reason to do something in this movie. Otherwise. Those scenes in particular can just be cut from the movie and no. wouldn't miss anything. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't think the movie loses anything for it. But not having it, I just feel like they probably realize we don't have enough. That's not like for a theatrical release. Uh, for like just have, having the Goku, Vegeta, and Janemba stuff, it's not enough. So you have to give something for Goten and 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 Trunks to do. So you you do that stuff, which is that's a choice. That's a fucking choice, I guess. Have them fight I Hitler. Guess so. And the movie's um, called Fusion Reborn, so we gotta incorporate Gotenk somehow. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, I, I but I still enjoyed it overall because, like, the thing, like, especially that moment when Janemba, it turned like it, it made that moment when Janemba starts attacking Goku feel that much more scary. Um, oh yeah, because w- he has some once really start- wacky attacks for uh, for as big a boy as he is. He does teleport punches. He can make astral images of other people doing the same attacks. Uh, and his don't let his big bulky size fool you. He is pretty athletic for his size, and he's a big motherfucker. Yeah, not to mention you know the duplica- the duplication of himself he can do of himself. So like. Um, well, I guess let's talk about the main villain, Janemba, for a, for a character that doesn't really say anything outside of his name. I, like, I I always thought his second form, like, his first form's dumb, it's supposed to be dumb, stupid. But, for a character that is just, it can only go out of his line, because Janemba does not talk, really, he doesn't talk in sentences, he doesn't have the eloquency that, say... V- boo, even like or super boo, kid, uh, super boo, cell, Frieza, those guys. He doesn't have that luxury, so he's mostly just grunts and growls. And but he just, he just seems scarier that way. When the fact that he can't, he's just viscerally like he just looks like he's gonna kill you with his. Look. Oh yeah, and in terms of lore, uh, you gotta remember he is the culmination of thousands of years of evil energy from um, dead beings from across the universe so he is going to be malice incarnate and his design definitely gives off that vibe like making him look like satan is a stylistic choice that does work like even though he doesn't speak and doesn't really have much of a character outside of just being evil it's really all he needs Exactly, and the, like the, just the way he stands and the color palette and just that sinister look on his face, it's just like, oh, okay, this is a bad dude. This is a bad motherfucker. Um, it's, I, th- I think they nailed it. It like obviously Janemba isn't as revealed, uh, not revealed, um, revered. celebrated, celebrate, revered, revered. Thank you, as say Broly 
or Cooler um, or even Turles, depending on who you talk to. But there's something about him like that's just visually striking, and I think it's the combinations of the red, the purple, um, and of course like the big horns. He like it's obviously a Toriyama design, but because I think because it doesn't go back to like like Cell looks has a lot of Frieza elements into it, you know, um, and, and and so on and so forth. Uh, obviously, we talked about other, some of the other villains, but like there's a distinct look to Janemba that I have to applaud here. Oh, yeah. Um, as far as comparing villains, I would say Janemba is a far better Kid Buu. Yeah, for sure. Um, def- I don't... Because I, I never found Kid Buu intimidating. Um, honestly, uh, it was more like the, the Super Boost form. That's the one I found that was that was terrifying. I can see um, that. Uh, I'm just looking at his design right here. Um you know, and like I, I even think like the sort of white, the gray, like sort of the gauntlets he has on him, I think are look really cool. Um, just a really fantastic design, and the tail just kind of gives it that that Toriyama s finish, the big tail. Oh um, yeah, definitely an uh, OG monster design right there. Yeah, but it, it's 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 such a cool design. Um, as for so let's let's talk about I guess sort of like the emotional crux of this movie because there actually is an emotional crux, and um, that's the relationship between Goku and Vegeta, uh, which I, I actually think Vegeta gets a wonderful send off here. Like if this is the last time you saw Vegeta ever, like that's that's a really nice way to like close his his story. Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, you got to remember back in the Buu saga, his whole end game was uh, getting even with Goku and uh, proving that he's number one. But he didn't get to do that um, in, during the seven-year time period where Goku was dead and another world training a- away. And when he finally gets his one day, uh, that's when um, Babidi starts attacking and the Buu shit happens. And... Um, it led to uh, Vegeta heroically sacrificing himself and ultimately culminating in his soul just going straight to hell and not having the luxury to fight Goku ever again. And in this movie, he's pretty much just kind of dealing with the fact that he's back for some reason, probably because of the Satan monster that they're fighting against. And uh, in case if uh, they he is killed by this monster or if they do beat him, his soul is just going to go back to hell anyway, and he won't get his chance to fight Goku again. And that really just tears at his pride. And you can see it uh, when he's uh, talking with Goku in the spike area. Yeah, um, it's like having to consent to that the fact that to, to fuse that they can't they can't do it by themselves. That they need to work together. Um, which goes against all of Vegeta, but like he consents because he even he understands like this is bigger than my fucking bride, and I can't even get the thing that I want, so I might as well fuse. Uh, it, it really and then shows, he learns like, about how goofy the technique is, and then he immediately reconsiders. <laughs> of course he does, because that's Vegeta, and because he fucked up. Um, that's the beautiful part of it all. Um, but I do like that it kind of highlights what makes their relationship like. Yeah, it's the rival relationship, but as I said, I feel like. Especially as it got towards the Boo Saga and Dragon Ball Z, like they be, they became more like brothers than like than like than than rivals. Like yeah, and of course brothers fight, 
but like there's this they have like especially the parts I watched in Super that Vegeta and Goku have th- have this respect for each other. Vegeta may not show it outright because you know my pride, all that stupid shit is still in his head, but he obviously respects him, you know, as because considering what he's done. Um, yeah, he's just Goku is his sole reason for living, as we have stated before. And whether or not he likes to admit it, Vegeta does know that that's the truth. And he does openly admit that in Resurrection F, and we will talk about that when we get there. Yes. Um, so I, I, do, I, do like, I, I do like that. So And that leads into the fusion, which I knew... Goji- so Gogeta's not canon, technically, right? Um, he will be in Super Broly, but... Um, up until then, Gogeta himself isn't canon. The only canon fusion between Goku and Vegeta was Vegeta, Vegeta. but that is yeah. a completely different fusion technique from the Patara earrings. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I do like that because I, I, I did again. That was this movie. Uh, I did like the fact that you saw Vegeta fuck up, um, which that's that has to be like if you remember watching the original when they were trading Trunks and Goten to fuse. They fucked up a lot. <laughs> they yeah, fucked up they so fucked many up times. a whole bunch. They turned fat. They turned into skinny go tanks until they eventually got it right. And uh, yeah, we get and the fat Gogeta here, who they yeah, which as is Veku. Yeah, which is really really hilarious because like I loved it because like in, again like I said this movie is not afraid to be when it's serious it's serious. But, like now nah, we're gonna we're it's 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 uh it's time to laugh boys, which I thought was really really funny and just have. Uh, Viku whatever have talked so much shit um, and tried and like I'm gonna t- introduce my ultimate r- my rabbit technique run away you know that's great like it was, he that inherited was that move from Joseph Joestar yeah they, <laughs> exactly I, I love that bit like um, I guarantee you there's some tryhards who like hate that shit um, but uh I, I thought it was great because I didn't see it coming because I'm thinking, okay, I looked at how much time was left. All right, we're going to get like 20 minutes of pure at like, wait, what? And I thought it was fantastic. Um, yeah, that I, is definitely I, a Toriyama moment where uh, he makes light of a dire situation and just turns it on its head. Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, of course, which leads into Gogeta, which there's... This I, is the Vegeta, coolest fucking scene ever. Yeah, I won't lie. Like Gogeta was really fucking cool. Like his his presence, the way he like like obviously I think from what I understand it, Vegito has more Vegeta as the dominant personality side. Yeah, uh, um, Vegito. Um, well, this kind of goes into like uh, the whole perspective of it because right. when Vegito was fighting against Buhan, he was only um, going easy on him and uh, talking shit at Boo because. He was trying to goad him into absorbing him to save uh, his family and friends who were absorbed by him. He could have wiped out Boo right then and there, but he just chose not to. Whereas here, Gogeta gives no fucks and just obliterates Janemba <coughs> in under a minute. Which I, I loved it. It shows the complete opposite, which is something Goku does, um, which I think, like... Um, like Vegeta's it's a combination better... of Goku's uh, sense of justice and Vegeta's ruthlessness, which I absolutely adore. Yeah, I mean, there's a point where like Gogeta uh, Go- um, takes a punch to the face, and he just no sells it, just like nah, nah, bruh. I'm, I'm not that gonna. That punch I'm is not nothing buy. to me. Exactly. 
Also, I gotta uh, mention, uh, when he kicks Janemba, it makes the Mega Man X charge sha- shot sound effect. It does! And I absolutely yeah. love it. Yeah, it, it does. And such a sick design, because, like, no, in other fusions, like, they would incorporate uh, designs of, of, of uh, the character. For the Patara, it does. Uh, it fuses it do- their uh, specific uh, clothes. Whereas, if you're doing the fusion technique, it always gives you the Madame Morin design. Uh, and if you don't oh, know who the Madame okay. Morins are... They're the people in Otherworld that taught Goku the fusion technique in the first place, and um, they would wear these clothes, and if you use the technique, you would get the short jacket, the white pants, the sash, uh, all that good stuff, and it's and super why. cool. I love this design. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's such, and like, it, especially the the way he stands, and, and like, it just looks cool. I, it's hard to explain um the look of it but there's a reason why like i feel like gogeta has stood out like i think vegeta is more well known because he appeared in a in canon versus gogeta is just like oh but how about this guy um kind of thing not to mention uh vegeta had a longer runtime uh because he appeared in like several chapters of the original manga and at least 10 episodes of the anime whereas gogeta is here for about a minute yeah, not even here that long. That's the great thing is like he he he's he doesn't even do much. Which let's talk about the fights real quick, um, which is not a lot of, but um, uh, we do get a, a a surprise. Like there's a lot of surprises in this movie. This is what happens when you watch a movie and you don't know what's going to happen. You get you get shocked because Goku is turned Super Saiyan. I actually thought the fight he got against regular Janemba was was cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I loved it the fact that. He goes Super Saiyan 3 for, like, the second time. Yep, this is the first time in these movies that we see Super Saiyan 3, and I think this and Wrath of Dragon are going to be the only times we're going to talk about it. Yeah, well, like, because, I mean, like, when we first saw Super Saiyan 3 in the show, like, it it was one of those, like, arduous things. And even here, I feel like, God, poor Shemmel's throat, good lord. Yeah, Um, right. uh, Like, it's an arduous transformation for, like, like... is, is it time limit based based on how I think it's time limit based uh, how it works is uh, Super Saiyan 3 only works if you're dead if you're alive it drains a shit ton of energy and you can't maintain it for very long okay um, that, that makes sense so yeah and like I, I, I do love that like we got that and like Goku's whole demeanor turns into like this extremely focused warrior character like he um, knows how much of a big threat Janemba is at this point so fuck it I'm going Super Saiyan 3 and stomping your ass yeah and it and it almost works until it doesn't um and it quickly gets stomped out which I thought was interesting yeah uh Janemba is actually so strong that not only is he able to cripple Super Saiyan 3 Goku, which is his strongest form at this point in the story, he almost cuts his fucking right. arm off, which is yeah. pretty brutal. Yeah, dude, when when Janemba transforms and he gets the sword, um, like the, the, the Hell Sword, as I'm going to call it, and basically uses... He's not just cutting Goku with the sword, he uses the air to cut him. Yeah, um, he uses thought... a Thundercats lion sword beam. Exactly. Um... I actually thought, um, I actually thought like that part was cool, like yeah. the fact that he's he his he's putting so much force that it's doing that. And it, when was the last time you saw a Dragon Ball Z character fight with a sword? That was that was another cool part. Um, another thing we haven't talked about uh, is the fact that 
uh, Janemba disappears into like particle blocks and you try to punch him. Yeah, like, he teleports via Legos. Like it's insane. It's like how can you hope to touch this guy? Um, until Pycon realizes it's insults. I don't get it. Like that's the one part where but like I guess I, I guess let's do with the fact that the owner energy, is probably. A... I would assume that uh-huh. compliments would be the thing that hurt it, but it's insults right. that does, and it's kind of weird. Right. Yeah. It's 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 weird. Um, who who knows, right? But overall, I like the the, the you would and normally you would think the final fight with Janimba and Gogeta would be disappointed. I just love how he how it was mostly a stomp. Um, it, it, like he kind of punch, really punches well him a lot. Choreographed stomp too. Yeah, punches him a lot multiple times. He does a um, fucking raging then, demon against him. It's great. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And then what? Although they finish him off, and then they it, he breaks into the oni that kind of caused it all because of his damn Walkman, and he just runs away. I'm like, wait, are we not gonna? Are, like, obviously he can't do it again. I mean, he could. Listen, man, if you're faced against the strongest fused warrior in existence, would you run away too? Probably. Probably, but like, why didn't they catch him? Like that, send that guy to hell. Hey, man, maybe, he, maybe. he was just an innocent oni doing his job, or not doing his job in this case. I guess that's the that's that's the point. Um, <laughs> um, like he's so, not evil. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I just found that really funny. Like, are you not going to go after him? No, and then that's where we get like Vegeta's wonderful send off. You know, where he's like kind of gets like says one last goodbye to Goku um before losing his corporeal form um it's just real it's just real nice it's like if you ever if you were to close how the fuck does he get his body back tell me um because of um, he's back in super um how it worked was um it got so bad with the fight against um, Majin Buu that uh, King Yema gave Vegeta a free pass to go back to earth with his body because there's literally no one left to fight against him. So, and that's kind of why uh, Vegeta came back. And he got wished back to life for the Dragon Balls in uh, their final confrontation against Kid Buu. Okay, that's what it is. Because I'm like, because this happens like after um, the fight with... Because like, it's weird, because like, like, Goku reference... Like, I know it doesn't... This isn't continuity, but it throws me off that I'm like, okay, you referenced Buu... Because you turned Super Saiyan 3. Again, and then, this takes place in an alternate universe where Gohan would have beaten Super Boo. Okay. At least that's my theory. Probably. But oh, overall, I think I think this is a strong film. Minus the Adolf Hitler uh, yeah. stuff. Which of course, we really like, could have done without that. Yeah. Um, and go and go like it's it's just it's a non-ending victory because we get to, I mean you get to see the Kamikaze attack, which is an unfortunate as fuck name. Um, God. Jesus Christ. I mean, like, hey, if this is the same localizers that did the whole uh, Goku Black, don't shoot this, don't shoot, this man is not black, people. Uh, 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 this uh, this man is not black, uh, localizers. I'm not surprised. Wow. Uh, I'm, not, I'm just going to say I'm not surprised. Uh, the, the writing's been there, boys. Um, but besides that one little minor thing, this is super enjoyable to watch. Oh yeah, I absolutely enjoy this movie from top to bottom. Aside from a few nitpicks here and there, I think this is a really solid Dragon Ball movie. Oh yeah, I think um, going. I can't. I can't, I, uh, I can't think of a in list terms of, of the Boo Saga. This is definitely one of the highlights, and that's oh, and saying a hell of a lot compared to the last two we've reviewed. Yeah. Um, 
Absolutely. Um, I just <laughs> every like, granted we we were watching like some really really bad bad movies in the past couple of ones, so this is definitely a nice surprise. Uh, anything else, buddy, that we missed over? I think we covered just about everything. All right, guys. Uh, Tyler, please tell the people what we're going to watch next. So next week, uh, we're going to delve into an epic tale of wizards, giant kaijus, and dragons. Next week, we'll be reviewing Wrath of the Dragon, the debut of Harudagarn, and one of the only times Super Saiyan 3 will ever get a victory. Okay. And tell us where you're at, where people can follow you. You can follow me on Twitter at Hey It's That Tide. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, home of Tire Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games for your pleasure. I also stream on twitch.tv slash tireshoes1, where I uh, either fight randos in Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel or fight against my friends. I actually have a highlight video on my YouTube channel of uh, me fighting against Nero the Hero. Go check it out. It's rad. And you can follow me at twitter.com slash Marvelous Iggy. Uh, I stream live at twitch.tv slash Iggy2814. Four times a week. at Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday. All at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And um, I, uh, you can catch this episode as well as our main show, The Charge Games Gamescast. And, of course, the wrestling watch-longs I do with Thomas all over at charge.com with our new look and new colors. Rocking the blue and silver now. Versus the orange and black has been retired. And uh, thank you all for listening. We're getting close to the finale uh, of the cine- of the of this era of Cinema Shot. And we'll be preparing what we're going to do next. I already have an idea. Tyler's already thinking of ideas. And we'll put it to a vote process on what you guys watch first. Also look forward to coming out the watch along that me, Tyler, and Justin will be doing for Dragon Ball Evolutions. Woof oh, dog. Um, <laughs> uh, look forward to that. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. We'll see you all next week for another episode of the Cinema Shot. Until then, Fusion Ha! Thank you for watching at Cinema Shot Theater.